Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Gold, frankincense, and murder. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. That's oh, what yes, we're me after. too. Hello, In, Merry uh, Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas! Merry. Hello. Hello! Having fun. Um, so, yeah, welcome back, Dave Bulmer, to the show. Hi, I'm here in my Christmas capacity. Our Christmas correspondent, Dave Bulmer, um, uh, back on the show to pitch, to help us pitch uh, Chris Mystery, although it would be fun just to sit here and watch Dave try and pitch on his own. Back once again <laughs> with the renegade Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, can, as you can tell by the title I've read out, we're doing Chris mysteries Hooray, or christmas put, mystery movies are you gonna put jingle bells over the theme tune <laughs> you gotta get well, it last week you gotta get <laughs> jingle bell sound put it over the theme tune that's what we do at christmas and the logo <laughs> we put snow on top of it like it's set um, <laughs> if only uh, we had a, any idea how to do music things <laughs> or indeed a logo that looks any good with snow on it. That, yeah. that also sounds well, like on. a lot of work that I could have done all year round, <laughs> no, but I, I didn't. I can help with that right now. Hang on a minute. Um, here we go. Okay, so everyone shush. There you go, just dub that over. <laughs> yeah, just loop it. We'll, we'll, we'll just loop that and... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right that was uh if anyone's uh, listening to that part and it made it in uh that's just something i can produce if i shake around parts of my anatomy in certain ways <laughs> <laughs> you're they've so got a into very, christmas <laughs> they've got a very very j- jangly foot and <laughs> <laughs> the doctors are baffled <laughs> yeah but entertained None of the bones really sit right. I think that probably actually is on my medical record. The doctors are baffled but entertained. (laughs) So, shall we get on with pitching some honourable Chris mysteries? Yes, please. Yes, some Chris mysteries. All right, so from my waste of talent, we've got Why Did Kermit the Frog Have Teeth in That One Episode? (laughs) 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 yeah Um, that's that's an important question i think what we have what we've been given here is not a pitch for a mystery movie but in fact just a mystery yeah yeah well there could be a movie about that mystery i suppose so do we know what 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 um episode they're talking about uh i don't know the episode but i did bring up a photo of said teeth. Okay. Uh, which is I mean, I'm just going to Google terrifying. Kermit the Frog's teeth, so... Yep, that's what I did. I actually know the answer to this, and I don't know whether to... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to bring it up or whether that just ruins the whole pitch. We can oh, make no, go for it. I re- I, like, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at this photo, and yes. I have nothing but questions that need answering. Well, well okay. I, I now know, uh, because uh, of the YouTube links below. It was a very short Google. 
the, the actual answer is that Grover wanted to do a thing about teeth health. Kermit didn't have any teeth, so he pushed him down behind the wall, and when he came back up again, he had some teeth in that Grover had apparently forced into his head. So that's the real reason, but we can make a film out of it if we if we want to. We can come up with another reason. Well, uh, how about... Uh, like a, a kind, of, kind of conspiracy mystery where this is what I we was find out as well. we find out that um, like uh, somehow there's been part of a contract with I can't remember what the company is that made uh, um, made like the the what channel it was broadcast on the network oh gosh oh Ooh, I don't know because um, it was an sure. American one wasn't it yeah yes, NBC yes, it was. maybe no I I, I want to say. I want to say PBS. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> PBS, PBS do uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, mm. I think. Well, it was an episode of Sesame Street that he had teeth in. Oh, I see. Unless mm. there was, a, unless there was a Muppet Show episode that I'm forgetting now, <laughs> where he just had teeth. <laughs> where he just had teeth all the way through. <laughs> well, how about for the premise of this? There was a Muppet Show episode where yeah. he did just have teeth, and that like, we, and it, we open on that. And it's it's part way through the season. Kermit the Frog just had teeth for one episode. Yep, and it was, it was never Sesame addressed. Street. It was it was Sesame Street in the nineteen seventies. So what what, what we're right. saying is, who was the president in nineteen in the nineteen seventies? Uh, there's a lot of difficult questions Reagan? this episode that I wasn't no. prepared for. <laughs> I know. I know. It was, it was, what's his if face? If there's one thing the Life's a Pitch podcast is about, <laughs> it's historical accuracy. Okay, well, let's say, <laughs> let's say... Um, Nixon. Nixon looked, Nixon's evil. I, I'm, I'm basically saying... I don't know. I think that, we can go, I think, because it's Life's a Pitch, I think we can say the president in the 70s was Willem Dafoe. Can we not? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go for that. Yep. Sure. Okay. So basically, the president. Um, okay. Not the president. Okay. What's happening this one's is going very well. We star. So we we, we star. <laughs> we star Jim. Uh, someone playing Jim Henson. Ray right? Romano, who is trying to figure out why, in the middle of his series, um, <laughs> it's ended. Up, there, there's there's a, an episode has appeared. With Kermit the Frog <laughs> in teeth. Yes. I didn't sign on for this. Well, why, why has Kermit the Frog got teeth? And it's <laughs> and it, and it's and it's not like felt teeth. It's a it's a full set of human teeth. And as far as anyone can tell, they're like they can look at the original film negatives, whatever it is. There mm. is no apparent divide between the human teeth and the puppet Kermit. Like they, they, <laughs> they appear to really be his teeth at this one time. And he—he's like—he's like searching through all these. He's like searching through all these records. He's going through like he—he he discovers like um, an old prop that appears to have like, or an old, an old case that appears to have space for. Kermit with teeth, and he looks and it's got it's got a little ticket. So it's, right, it's like those it. it's like those boxes in Toy Story Two where there's like the exact shape inside the, yeah, box, yeah, the exact exactly. shape is a foam, but it's like Kermit yeah. lying on his side with his with this overbite. I don't know who's playing Jim Henson at this point. Um, it's Ray say, Romano. I've said. Oh, is it Ray? Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I missed that. Sorry. Um, and yeah. so Ray, Ray Romano. Yeah, he's he looks in. There's a little delivery ticket, and it says where it came from, and he tracks it all back, and he's asking all these people where this thing came from and he eventually tracks it down to a government uh, facility where 
they um, it, it come down from on high that their, their plan were, or that they'd accidentally but this government facility had, had been like broken into and like a load of toxic waste had spilled out into a swamp area <laughs> and the, the, the administration administration were worried that people were going to be terrified of these frogs who were all sort of growing teeth yeah. and then it was going to be more widespread than 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 sort of like they expected and they were like if this spreads if this is some kind of disease that eventually spreads to the other frogs in the world then people are going to have to get used to the idea of frogs with teeth so <laughs> they, they brought came down to sesame street and insisted that there was an episode of with Kermit with teeth <laughs> right i think it's got it's kind of Kind of got like a Da Vinci Code vibe to yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking, I think we've got um, Ray Romano uh, playing Jim Henson and just Big Bird as his <laughs> sort of assistant, you know, his uh, Audrey, Audrey Tattoo and uh, and what's her name from uh, Rogue One who was in the new one. <laughs> Can't remember. I can't well, remember. Well, I don't know if we should be going into this this abandoned government facility, Jim. <laughs> Come on, we gotta find out why Kermit the Frog had teeth. <laughs> I like that Jim Henson wouldn't know. He wouldn't be yeah. into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have insisted. There's an episode where Kermit has teeth, but Jim Henson wasn't informed. <laughs> They've gone round just... him. <laughs> it, it, it opens with it's time to light the music it's time to light the light <laughs> it's time, time to, light, to the light the music on the Muppet Show tonight light light and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's your first clue that's your first yeah, clue yeah. because actually only Jim Henson knows the secret code to open the Muppet Show <laughs> 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 Jim Henson sat watching the TV in his living room, and the moment Kermit the Frog comes on with teeth, he spits out his coffee all over. <laughs> <laughs> Who ruined my show? Imagine if, right? Imagine if, just by total coincidence, like you know, like Russian agents or something, hadn't watched the Muppet Show ever because they live in Russia, or, and so and so when they sent agents to America, just by coincidence, their little code that they had to do is they would like go and sit down on a bench and one of them would go like it's time to put on makeup and the other one it's time to dress up right <laughs> and like but it turns out like anyone could answer that because the Muppet show was really famous <laughs> so, there's a, so there's a big mix up <laughs> all right <laughs> Only Jim Henson knows that full that full sequence. <laughs> yeah, it's the like uh, it's the like the extra verse to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air that no one knows <laughs> off by yeah. heart. Yeah, apart it's from like... the bit where he goes, "This might be all right." That's the bit we yeah. can all kind of conjure into our memories, but that's it. Yeah, whereas so like so like one Russian agent knows it's time to play the music and another one knows it's time to light the lights. And then like another pair know the put on makeup bit. But Jim Henson <laughs> knows it all. So he can infiltrate the whole Kremlin. <laughs> With Big Bird. Ray Romano and Big Bird take on the Kremlin. And 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 um and that's that's all gonna happen in Why Does Kermit Two <laughs> <laughs> why does Kermit do why does Kermit infiltrate the, <laughs> the Kremlin in that one episode how high up does this go <laughs> yeah. 
up all the to... way to Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all the way up to pigs in space. <laughs> so, from Stephen Thomas, we've got Detective Nick, Santa's side hustle. <laughs> all right. I am so... just loving this whole idea of Santa being in a noir film where yeah. everything's black and white apart from his Santa Santa costume that's yeah. red. Yes. Yeah. And he's he's sat, he's sat in his grotto smoking a cigarette with like the blinds all up and stuff like piercing through the blinds and it's like so who's on my naughty list this week? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a TV show. Every week it's a new person on that he's got a cross off his naughty list. <laughs> and this and this runs like January 6th to uh, <laughs> January 6th until about November. Um, hang, on. hang on. He's got to cross them off his naughty list, what, by putting them in jail, presumably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Been, oh, imagine been... how many people are going to be in jail by the end of the year. Mm. He's been given a naughty list by the Commissioner of Lapland, the LAPD. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lapland um... Police Department. <laughs> What's the um, A for? The uh, A is, um, <laughs> is, is, is the first two letters of Lapland. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, in that case, in that case, what's the P for? Because it's not police department. Because the P is just the third letter in lap. I was it's just thinking of, that. it's the end of the word Lapland. <laughs> yeah, it's just Lapland, but with an apostrophe in it. You know, when like on a road sign, the places to, like B apostrophe Ham. <laughs> He's like, Saint Nick, you is uh, J.K. Simmons. Saint Nick, I got all these people on the naughty list. They need to be brought in for justice. No, no, and... I think I think um, uh, J.K. Simmons is more of an anta- antagonistic character, right? Yeah. He, he, um, J.K. Simmons was like, <clears throat> Santa, we need you to stand down. Let the police do the uh, do our job, and you need to just get back to doing whatever it is you do in Lapland. And uh, uh, who's playing Santa? Who would be a good sort of morally grey detective type, but also have a belly full of jelly? <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, oh bloody hell! Uh, uh... John Goodman. Why not? Yeah, John Goodman, Santa. John Goodman leans in and he says. You don't understand how this works, do you? Uh, works, do you, uh, old Simmons, Detective Simmons? <laughs> no, you see, I've got a duty to deliver presents to all the good boys and girls in 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 the world. Now, if you just let people on the naughty lists stand around near the good boys and girls, what do you think happens to those presents? They fall into the hands of the people on the naughty list. No, before <laughs> Christmas, I've got to get rid of. I've got to make sure every. Uh, I've got to make sure every person on the naughty list is in a place where it has no chimney. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because yes. all of this is because early on in his career. Uh, Santa before the naughty nice list Santa's signed up like there's a legal contract that he has to deliver something to everyone but then he figured out the naughty and nice list idea and suddenly the whole thing was like thrown into disarray because he's still got to deliver something to the people on the naughty list the whole thing was blown it was blown wide open so he's decided to deliver justice (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm thinking, I think we've got we've got three people on the naughty list. Uh, okay. This year, because everyone's been for a whole year. I know, right? We're picking this up in November when it's about it's, we get to the season finale. Yeah. Uh, three, the last three people on his naughty list. These have been eluding him for the whole season. Uh, who are they? They're three French hens. <laughs> they are, they are um, three criminals known as gunpowder, treason, and plots. <laughs> Christmas? Is, I told you this is coming out in November. It's in November. Yeah, no, okay. you did say that. <laughs> He, he's got you there, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. You can't okay, argue so with that logic. <laughs> you know, my favourite one is like the idea that there's a man out there called, you know, Justin Treason. <laughs> uh, and then a lady called B Plot. Hey! Uh, oh, nice. Uh, and I uh, know. Uh, Henry Gunpowder. So, um. <laughs> it's me, Henry Gunpowder! <laughs> it's, um. Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, it is Peter Serafinowicz, Henry Gunpowder. Yeah. yeah, Henry Gunpowder. So, what, yeah. what, like, what, how does he track these people down? What, 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 firstly, what, why are they on the naughty list? That's the important question. Ah. Oh. Ooh. And why and why are there only three people on the naughty list? Because no matter which way you slice it, there's no way only three people did anything naughty in an entire year. So maybe his naughty list is really only reserved for the highest echelons of naughty. <laughs> like you yeah. really you High... really have to have done something really inhumanely bad. They... High risk targets who he expects to take uh <laughs> like he needs to Yeah, it's it's targets that he believes will bring justice to everyone. Right? These are mm. people who if have... eliminated. Yeah, ne- negatively affected the whole world. Most people uh, have been negatively Im- impacted by these people. Right. So, so, you've got, so it's, you got the guy in... you got the bloke in charge of Facebook. Yeah. He's... 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 That's treason. Um, <laughs> he's got... You've, you've got um, the a uh, plot is... Um, Someone who's a, a, a landlord, but mm. like is yes. like um, threatening. He takes in like uh, illegal immigrant kind of um, lodgers and then makes them work for small amounts of money, to, or, or or threatens them with deportation. Mm. Um, yeah. They're all people. They're all in the House of Lords. They're yeah. all sort and, of like and MPs. He, and he does that, but like he's the head of all. Landlords who do that. He's like the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, have yeah, a yeah. cabal of they landlords. Do. They're all <laughs> working for him. They're all part of the plot, Tom. I know, yeah. I know. It was just <laughs> just the, the image of, of this group of landlords getting together. Just like, oh, yes. What illegal immigrants can we exploit today? <laughs> like, it's, it's strange. They're all part of a plot and they buy up plots of land. That's, that's, that, that's his. <laughs> thing gunpowder yeah. i imagine something to do with war um and uh yeah. treason is um He's an arms dealer henry yes. gunpowder is the military industrial complex yeah. yeah 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 and then um treason is uh the brexit so um <laughs> it's uh henry gunpowder hitler that's that's his full name He's got, he's got double, a, a double-barreled name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gunpowder Hitler. It's German. Yeah. Um, so, 
<laughs> you mean you mean he's people people know him by the by the term military industrial Hitler. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's also uh, his name. What what does what does Santa do to try and take these individual people down? And yeah. how how does he uh, figure out um, like that they're all interlinked somehow? He he gets them on their tax evasion. Huh? <laughs> so there's no action in this film. <laughs> it's all. Yeah, there it's is. Yeah, there's digging, action. Digging through spreadsheets. There is action. Uh, John Goodman has to break into the tax place to see if they're paying <laughs> the correct tax. The tax place, the hall of records. <laughs> the, the hall of taxes. I don't know. The British tax castle. <laughs> I, I don't I know where, where the taxes go. Where, are the ta- where, do, where do my taxes go, guys? Please. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is like, I don't know how you're going to get to these guys. It seems pretty ridiculous. And he's like, you forget one thing. The tax British tax castle has a chimney. And I'm... <laughs> An expert infiltrator. <laughs> yeah, anywhere that's got any kind of vent at all, yeah. Santa can get in. <laughs> it's John Goodman squeezing through the air vents of this British tax castle, uh, trying to sneak in to get their records. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a montage of him with a calculator. With a little One golfer's cap peaks, on, yeah, <laughs> a little golfer's visor, just like looking up, <laughs> looking up at how much they're paying. <laughs> and he works out that, like, I think they pay, they should be paying uh, thirty pounds more than they than they have been. And he's like, right, I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> it paid like, like thirty pounds too little, and he's like, time to go to jail. <laughs> I got you on my naughty list, he says, taking a drag from his sixth cigarette, that scene. Yes, I got you. And then and then the, the second half of the film is a court battle with gunpowder, treason and plot. I <laughs> I feel like they, they all retreat to a their own like little um uh island just off the off the coast of uh, like uh, just in the in the, in the in the channel, right? And, um, uh, well, I mean, like, presumably the tax castle is itself offshore anyway. Yes. yes. But they've got a tax haven. Like, they've right. got oh, a that, sort that's, of... That's nicer than a tax castle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a, <laughs> that's and, and it's all... And gunpowder, like, lights a load of these flare things around it. So it's all hidden in smoke. And you can't see where it is uh, uh, <laughs> at all. You would crash. Anyone would crash trying to reach it. So, yeah, so then he's funny. like... Way no too foggy one... to find your way <laughs> yeah, in. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and and Santa's like, uh, there's a lot of crashed police boats on, and, on the and way. Sleighs. In. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of crashed sleighs everywhere. You're not the first Santa to get us for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> You won't be the last. Oh my God! It's like a Roger Allen. One of these is played by Roger Allen, and he's like, um, yes. uh, he's like, you're not the first. You're not the first Santa to try and get us for tax evasion. <laughs> you know what we did to the last one? We crashed him into this island. <laughs> you want to know what the real power is, Santa? It's the <laughs> enormous power of money. 
<laughs> Look out there. He's also smoking a cigarette Look, as well. Look in the high streets. They're all spending money and it's all coming to me. Well, um, not so much in the high streets, but look at Amazon anyway. <laughs> yes, Bezos look is at, in my back pocket. Look at Literally, John Amazon over is. in the corner. He's been a very naughty boy, haven't you, John Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos is in my back pocket. And he pulls out. He's like, he downloaded himself into this drone. <laughs> and it's just an Amazon delivery drone. It's not even like a particularly good drone. It, no. it's, paint, it's painted with black and yellow stripes to make him look like a bee. <laughs> turns out, turns out, Jeff Bezos has, has, has up- uploaded himself into a into a living network consciousness of Amazon delivery drones. Um, <laughs> right, where has this gone? So <laughs> anyway, uh, he's like, I got a call in a fever from an old friend, and then uh, you see it's Rudolph. He's drinking. Uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> Having a having a bad time because none of the none of the uh, reindeers will let him play in his reindeer their reindeer games, which I assume mm. he's an old sports star and who is banned yeah. from the reindeer league. For yeah. none of the centers that came before me had you, Rudolph. You'll he's be able alcoholic. to like my way through the fog. He's an alcoholic because he's got that big right red nose. He speaks <laughs> in an Irish accent. Uh, it's Chris O'Dowd is voicing him. <laughs> um, and uh, he's he's like, ah, it's been too long since I flew. There's no way I'm gonna gonna get you out there. And he's like, you're my last hope, Rudolph. I need you to to get your nose so bright by drinking all that whiskey that uh, <laughs> it'll light my way to the to the to the tax haven in the in the <laughs> British Channel. <laughs> And then anyway, you do. You can imagine what happens to the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> All right, so now we move on to our final main feature this week, and that is from Ross underscore Originals, and it is Gold Frankincense and Murder. Okay, so here we have the original Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, nativity. But something's about to go awry. <laughs> Three kings of Orient coming along with their... Is it them who had the, yeah, yeah. the things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three kings... Well, there was a certain amount of uh, confusion as to whether the wise men and the kings of Orient were the same people. Usually, that depends on how many kids you're trying to fit into the nativity play. <laughs> we three kings of Orient are what? Same there wasn't any cars or taxis one, one back then. Up in a taxi, yeah, there was. One in a car... <laughs> Which, which yeah. is also a ta- I mean, like, taxis are cars. One in a, one in a dustbin. What? What? I've yeah. never heard that one before. In my, in one my in a school, Papin is Hooter. <laughs> yeah, no, Papin. in my school, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Papin is Hooter. Either it was that in my school, one's in a dustbin, how disgusting, right? Or <laughs> that's just what me and my friends came up with and sung exclusively to the extent that I've now rewritten my memory of that being what we used to sing in my school. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I'll never be able to rewrite one on, his, on, on a scooter blowing his hooter, but Pappin... <laughs> you could go with Pappin. Pappin is hooter. <laughs> Papin is hooter. A very distinct, different idea from blowing a hooter. Or what else could you? I don't. It, it's different. There's no. There's no established like verb for what you do to a hooter. 
<laughs> you pop one. Do you really? Squeeze it. You know, do you pop a hooter? Apparently, you do. Pop. <laughs> right. He he just mimed it, and I'm convinced. That he, he, managed, he managed to get across with a hand movement, precisely pop. why it's called pop, that. Pop. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Pop in a hooter. Yeah. So enough about these three kings. Let's sure. go pitch a movie. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if it is enough about them because they they come brandishing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But like, mm. maybe the last one, it, there's a real sequence of weird events that leads. Yeah, that's what this film <gasps> is. How do you go from what? <laughs> what? I've got it. No, it's uh, right, right. He's so, so excited. Like, like we said, three kings, yeah. right? Of Orient are. It's. Hit one in a taxi, one in a car. But like, there's a in this a school, dustbin. in this school, there's a uh, a nativity, what are they call diorama, uh -huh. you know the ones with the stable and and everything yeah. round it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's the baby Jesus has gone missing. Okay. Oh, Presumed the murdered. Yes. The, the doll of the baby Jesus is, is gone missing, and there's like Presumed there's like murdered. there's like a, a a a kind of red stained knife on stage or in the front <laughs> room. Yeah, and one of the one of the three kings is missing as well. Two of them have got <laughs> gold and frankincense, and the other one's gone. <laughs> I, st I don't know why we're suspecting foul play when two different dolls are no longer in the place they were last left. Well, who stole the dolls, essentially? Okay. Oh, no, I thought, you, it's, mean, it's I thought a... you meant this was like a nativity play. Like, uh, this was going to be a, the prop room of a nativity play. Oh. You, you open the major, oh. the doll of the baby Jesus before this play has oh. been stolen and they've left behind a, a, like a, a prop bloodstained knife. <laughs> this is so much what? better. So they have to call a prop detective. <laughs> yeah, called Mrs. Jenkins, the Year Three teacher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that this is like a Breaking Bad style story of how, and initially I was going to say someone who was one of the wise men, stroke mm. three kings could go from that to, to committing murder right. to, to a mm. sequence of events that day. But if we want to fold in the school nativity angle, then, mm. you know, yeah, what leads a, an innocent child, you know, year f year five or whatever year they're in, yeah, primary school child, to go from about to be in a, in a, in a primary school nativity play to committing murder or is it that they maybe they don't commit murder but we don't yet know that it's a prop knife with prop blood maybe maybe this kid is setting up a murder scene like a nativity scene and it isn't real but we don't know that yet i'm thinking it's down to uh this is this is this kid's final year at this school okay and every year he's not been play he's not played joseph he's right. always played the third king of Orient R. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how grammar works. <laughs> I genuinely used to think it was Orientar, as in Orientar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, right. I guess that's what I thought. I guess I'd watch too much Star Trek or Wars. And sure, I, I, they're I from thought... the planet Orientar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was a, I thought that was an acceptable place name. Maybe maybe that maybe R is something that kings of Orient say as well as pirates. R we three we be three kings of Orient. R Oh my goodness. So that this kid, Charlie Charlie Booples, he's he's been passed over for Joseph every year. Although <laughs> although he's he's been acting in every play up to that point and he's been the he's the best performance but this year, or well, every year, he's passed over for Joseph. So he's like, nope, won't have this anymore. This nativity will not go through as long as I'm here. So he's, he can't have a... And he's got like a little assistant kid as well. He was like, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. It's, what are we going to do, boss? And, and, then, and, and then Charlie, Charlie Booples is Bumbles. like, donkey. Oh, onions. <laughs> donkey 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 we don't know the actual kid's name he just no. keeps referring to him as donkey donkey boy <laughs> donkey boy donkey 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 oh you How? don't understand my fine plan donkey <laughs> every time he every time he addresses this kid he adds another donkey to the list <laughs> Donkey, 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 yeah. Donkey, donkey, donkey. Hear the me out. Saying that. <laughs> Hear me out. He's got a cigarette in his hand. This this ten year old. Uh, he's he's <laughs> he's sat on a Chesterfield sofa in it's, front it's, of a fire. It's, surely it's incense. It's frankly no, he's, right? he's got he's got a, because it's a ten year old. He's got a push pop, but he's holding he's, it like a cigarette. <laughs> he's <laughs> like a chupa chup in front yeah. of a in front of a fire, sat on a Chesterfield sofa while Donkey stood behind the sofa, just sort of like Donkey, 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 Donkey. <laughs> what can a nativity play not be without? And Donkey's like, I don't know, um, uh, the sheep? And, and he's like, Donkey, Donkey. <laughs> That's a really broad question, boss. The donkey, 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 <laughs> Donkey, Donkey, Donkey. How <laughs> naive of you. How characteristically naive of you. A nativity wouldn't be a nativity without the baby Jesus. Is that correct? And Donkey's like, yeah, I, I, I guess. And and I was like, right, well, Donkey, I want you to steal the baby Jesus from the nativity. And so Donkey's like, oh, okay. I guess if it means uh, you can be Joseph, then that's that's good. Maybe I'll be one of the wise men this year. And he's like, oh, Donkey, 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 <laughs> Donkey, 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 Donkey. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, you'll never be one of the wise men. And that's the last time that those two characters interact for the entire time. <laughs> well, and that's because what happens is this guy, you know, he's not the brightest spark and he misunderstands the command to go and steal the baby Jesus from the nativity. And what he does is 
He goes back in time. (laughs) 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 And he gets involved in a series of scrapes that causes him to murder the, you know, the the mer-wise man. Oh my God. And sure enough, kidnap the baby Jesus... And then that completely rewrites history. And, <laughs> and now life. there's a whole new different set of characters that you have to play in a nativity scene altogether. <laughs> what a how, plot twist. How, do you, how does he get back in I time? I don't know how he goes back in time. I assume he blunders his way there. <laughs> I'm going to eat a hobnob. His dad's a scientist and he wanders into his time machine in the basement. Yeah. And then just appears in Nativity Times and (laughs) steals the baby Jesus, comes back. This kid's got a baby (laughs) in a time where there's there's not much, uh, there's there's hardly any uh, any religion. Yeah. Any Christi- any Christianity? There's no there's yeah. no Christianity because, yeah, because baby Jesus didn't exist. <laughs> Jesus was just oh. not in not he wasn't there. But meanwhile, you've got this you've got this baby that this kid is carrying around in a school <laughs> who's got like a a halo that burns through <laughs> anything you aim it at. Like you can <laughs> you can sweep this baby round and it'll like it's like you know like in Phantom Menace when they cut through this big steel door with a lightsaber. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> the that's beam why, of light coming off his head. The real manger has a head slot that you can put <laughs> that in, so it doesn't set on fire. Um, that, like I've, I've, I think I've got how he gets, but goes back in time. It's, <laughs> okay, good. It's right. um, like a Narnia thing, right? So it's yeah. the magic of Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's he sneaks into the into the um, auditorium, the the kind of the school hall at uh, night, and or after the school's closed, sort of thing. And it's winter, so it's all dark outside. He's creeping in, do 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 do, and he sees at the back a light behind the back barn door. It's like a, it's a painted set, but mm. there's a light emanating from the door. And yeah. he opens this door, and suddenly, like white light, psh, and uh, he steps through. And then, whoa, where am I? I'm in the middle of the desert. Yeah, like mm. I'm in Bethlehem. And he, he's trying to find somewhere to sleep, and there's there's no there's no room in the inn anywhere. Yeah, so, like someone, someone put, like pushes past him, going, "Get out the way, kid! What the hell are you doing?" Uh, like, because he's all dressed up, he's all dressed up in like a sheep outfit, but like there's someone else. Oh, there's a donkey. A donkey. He's, he's dressed up donkey in a donkey outfit. outfit. How could you but, forget, Matt? That he was dressed as a donkey. But someone else. Other people are like wearing skins and like leathers and things, yeah, yeah. you know, because it's like you know, okay. uh, biblical days. So it, like nobody pays any attention. Um, and so, like, uh, he's just like, get out of the way, kid. What are you doing out on the streets? There's a, don't you know there's a census on? <laughs> and so he, he ends up in this stable because that's the only place available in Bethlehem. And he's looking and he sees this family, this, this family with a newborn child. And suddenly two things in his head click. That is the baby Jesus he's meant to steal. <laughs> and two, he can stop the nativity from just happening, which is what his boss wants, which is what his best yeah. friend in the whole wide world wants. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, uh, <laughs> like, 
like a stained glass window of this nativity scene where there's just a regular nativity scene, but there's just a kid dressed as a donkey in the corner of the thing, <laughs> just with eyes wide, like, <gasps> like... Yeah, it cuts It cuts away to, like, um, the kid's uh, par- parents all trying to figure out where... This kid's gone, the guy who's going to play the donkey, and mm. where the baby Jesus doll's gone. Um, whilst, because he's taken it with him, I assume, before he yeah. saw the... Uh, he'd already tried to steal this doll, and mm. then he saw the white light and stepped yeah. through. So now, the adults, it's the next day, everyone's trying to figure out where this kid is missing. He replaces so- he replaces the baby Jesus with a doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and meanwhile... So we- when it's been established that, like, when people find out what's happened and that, like, you know, the, the other kid, the one who goes, donkey, 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 when he finds out what happens and they realise they have to put history right. Oh, no. Then we get one of those sequences where, like, oh, no, the baby's crawling off. And, you know, oh, it's going it's going up into a construction site. <laughs> so like, the baby Jesus is crawling around doing stuff. But, but, with, but with his powers. So, like, so like there's one bit where he's... With he, his powers! He's crawling over a lake! Over a lake, exactly. Like, everyone thinks he's going to fall in, and he just lands on the top and just crawls out to sea. And it's like, how are we ever going to get after him? Also, I'm loving the fact that when <laughs> this, this donkey kid goes back into the future... And because all history's changed, everything like that, we then yeah. see depictions of Christ on a cross, but it's this doll that's just been hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so got, for some reason, everyone still formed a religion around yes. whoever was in that manger. Essentially, essentially, the New Testament has happened, but instead of Jesus, it's a it's a baby doll. Yeah. Just replace no, Jesus I... with a baby doll that goes goo goo gaga, goo goo gaga, and it's because and it's because that to the people of that time would be so amazing that it yeah, would be basically yeah. supernatural. So they did yeah. base a religion around the fact that there was this because just plastic. None of them knew what it even was. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes noise. It makes it a not... noise. They don't know how that works. Yeah. If you, if you, it's got, it comes with a little spoon that's got some what looks like cherries on it. And when you put it on its mouth, the cherries disappear like it's going <laughs> in its mouth. What's this? <laughs> so now like religious iconography is like a plastic spoon with cherries on it. and <laughs> <laughs> The bringer of cherries. <laughs> so... uh, it's just occurred to me now that that might not be a universal image of different oh, yeah, baby yeah. dolls. No, no, it is. We, we okay. understand. Well, we understand. Yeah, an yeah. advert that I remember. Okay. It's like Baby Annabelle or something, wasn't it? She could. You no put idea. Berry, you put berries in a spoon up to her mouth and the, and the berries disappeared. That's what the uh, depiction of The Last Supper is. <laughs> 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 it's, just, <clears throat> it's it's the uh, Paul going up to, <laughs> to Jesus with a plastic <laughs> spoon with berries on it, <laughs> and turning around and saying, "This is his body." <laughs> <laughs> because the, the berries are words, also made of plastic. plastic. Yeah. <laughs> And in the wise words of of of, of, of our, our Lord, Goo Goo Gaga. Okay, okay. I am now going to do a reference that does need explanation. Okay. But when I was little, there was dolls for Jesma, the almost living doll. 
And, and I think Jesmar is a close enough it's... name to Jesus that that's what it's called. It's called Jesmar. Yeah. Also, I've got to I've got to say that's terrifying. <laughs> Almost a living doll. Like you, our necromancy is nearly perfected, sire. Like <laughs> it just meant that it would sit up and wet itself. <laughs> And that's that's what Jesus is known for doing in this universe, where <laughs> Jesus has been replaced by Jesmar. Oh, no. That's what people do at church. They just wet themselves. Jesmar, <laughs> they found out his name by looking on the back. Yeah. It's got a little, it's got it like in, embedded in the back of, yep. the, of the doll. <laughs> so, they, so everyone's had it like stamped on their arse. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine something like the Spanish Inquisition in this universe? <laughs> like, they put, they they put, put, and they put a put a spoon up to your mouth, and it's the cherry thing. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so oh, well. yes, so they get back, and I guess uh, Mrs. Mrs. Cribbins, the the year three RE teacher, <laughs> is. She knows about. She's still got like memories of Jesus. Oh, why? Because she's because she's, she's like a you know, uh, like in Back to the Future, times changing in a, a weird rate, right? Right. Mm. So everyone's forgetting about this stuff. All all the concrete things like pictures are changing first, then your right. memories, and then... right. So we've got this brief period of time where people are going like, "What's this? What's going yeah. on here?" And they've only got yeah. a certain amount of time to deal with it before everyone the, gradually forgets. People so in, in the Louvre are looking at the Last Supper and being like, what the fuck is this Banksy? <laughs> so only, only this this class know what's actually happened and they have to, they take a school trip to Bethlehem. They all go back and have to create, they all go back through this door and have to create their own nativity play to yeah. replace the real nativity so that they, the, the, the it all gets set right again. Right, so they haven't. So at the moment, they can't return the actual baby Jesus to the manger because he's still clambering around on the construction site or whatever exactly. he's doing. And and so they have to they have to just make the scene play out roughly the same as it would have done, and that'll do. And then they can worry about getting the actual baby Jesus back later. The, yeah, and then the guy the guy who's like donkey, 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 and um and someone else is other people trying to track down real Jesus. Yeah, um, because he needs to have a, a kind of a coming to like a, an atonement with the like father sort of scenario, or like you know the kind of realizing the con- consequences of his actions. Yeah, you know the darkest point where he's like, "I'm never gonna mm. find Jesus. I've killed Jesus, everyone. I'm sorry." And he likes <laughs> he stands at the top of a he stands on the top of a bridge and says, "I'm sorry, everyone. I've killed Jesus." And then um, <laughs> like. A, a rabbi walks past and is like, "I know how you feel," um, and sort of uh, it's a hilarious comedy beat. Um, and uh, then uh, they, he's like, "But isn't that Jesus over there?" And then um, they find him on a, he's out on a boat in the lake. Um, <laughs> well, they have difficulty for a bit because they they Google it and they just keep finding loads of people who claim to have found Jesus. There's oh, like yeah, people yeah. in jail. <laughs> They're always saying they found Jesus. <clears throat> <laughs> it's gonna be it's 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 the most impossible thing to find in this teenage yeah. a lost yeah. Jesus yeah because everyone's fucking found him so many false alarms <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so donkey 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 we've got to, we've got to filter through all these found jesus things to actually find the real jesus well but one of jesus's main powers is healing the sick so what you have to do is follow the trail of well people <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is winter uh, there's uh... yeah there's an nhs crisis so they mm. head to like the nearest hospital because presumably Jesus would head straight there. Yeah. Yeah. O- over the lake. Way, the hospital over the, the lake. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> just like he's crawling. I love this image of Jesus with his head down. Baby Jesus with his head down. Crawling forward. But because he's got a halo that tortures <laughs> through everything. He's just <laughs> yeah. running a kind of borehole through whatever he's trying to go through. <laughs> like in worms. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell... And he's been crawling over that lake and like nobody knows where he is at first, but then they're like, wait, look. And the lake's turned into wine. So it's like, yes, that way. <laughs> yes, millions, that's how they track him. Millions and millions of endless drunk fish bobbing up to the surface. <laughs> Which in turn multiply. <laughs> Which <laughs> four thousand people on the banks of that lake. Yeah. Really hungry. And he's fed yeah. them all. Yep. He's, he's eating mulled fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, how does this film come to a close? Do, do they have to go back in time to reenact the nativity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's what... they do. It's, it, this is Nativity 4. Um, mm. <laughs> the the reenact the nativity after you break time. Um, <laughs> so, they do that. And then at the last minute, just, be- just before. Um, like, who would be the arbiter of this, right? Angel Gabriel, who's like, mm. wait a minute, where's the real Jesus? <laughs> and then just before he comes down, they burst through the door again with this real Jesus. He's like, he's here, he's here. <laughs> they bore through the door because they don't need a battering ram. They just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> point wherever they want to go. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, it's a really tense scene when Archangel Gabriel comes down and everyone's like cowering, their, averting their eyes. He's so bright. Who's Archangel Gabriel played shut. by? I think it's Chris Hemsworth. Chris um, Hemsworth, yeah, Chris that's Hemsworth a good call. Like, uh, where, where, where's the real Jesus? I'm, I'm here to inspect <laughs> this bloody nativity. Um, he comes down as the, uh, for lack of a better term, Deus Ex Machina in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and and all the doors slam shut, including the one to our world, right mm, to our yeah. time. Right. Uh, and then they're like, oh no, they're never going to be able to get Jesus through now. We've just seen them on the other side of the door, mm. but now he's here to check, and <laughs> all we've got is this doll. And then, is... and then suddenly, <laughs> Jesus's head bores through the timeline like a drill because he's a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's one of his other powers. He can just make. <laughs> and uh, and, so like, and back. So like when he's on the when he's on the construction site, there was a bit where he it looked like he was about to crawl off a crane or whatever, but he just started building like a, a floor, like a platform for him to crawl along. As he went. Yes. Like, I love the, like the he, idea he, of this baby being a, a very, very smooth baby until he gets to these full-on carpenter's grizzled hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like he's crawling along the floor and then just, you know, he's crawling along those beams, you know, on the construction site that are twisting around. And he's like grabbing a bolt. Every time they line up, he grabs a bolt and th- sticks them together so that they, 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 they twist tight and then like just 
crawls along the next one, just creating this building as he goes along. Yeah. <laughs> so Ooh. that's that's the end of uh, what was that called? Gold frankincense <laughs> and murder. <laughs> 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 a very Christmassy tale. <laughs> oh, okay, you so uh, you can put that on while you're all eating Christmas crackers and uh, and turkey and things. <laughs> Pulling turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about because cheese that's and tradition now. That's tradition now. Jesus has been swapped with a doll. <laughs> Everyone we eat Christmas, Christmas crackers, crackers and because you've got turkey. to eat because you've got to eat Jesus's body. This is my body now. Eat it, and everyone's <laughs> right, like, yeah. "Well, I better eat something like plasticified." So I'm going to eat this 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 Christmas cracker. Okay, so thank you, Ross underscore Originals, for that title. I hope uh, everyone you. listening has enjoyed today's episode. Uh, have a happy Boxing Day, I believe this goes out on, uh, or it, it might go out. It's going out after Christmas anyway. That's yeah. that's the main on. thing. Yeah, come, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. Hope you have a happy New Year, and we'll be back in the new year with some more just regular movie pictures um thank you dave for coming back on the show as our christmas correspondent that's all right it's like i've got to really haven't i it's, yeah, it's you, been you it's been talk. three years in a row now hasn't it the, the it? christmas correspondence yeah oh mm. was it away in a manger in an imminent danger <laughs> oh god yeah what was that a year ago over a year ago, I think. Flippo dippo. Um, and of course, thank you to everyone supporting us. Uh, if you liked the show, then please feel free, listeners, to uh, to share it with your friends and family over the these uh, holiday uh, times when everyone's spending some time with their uh, with their family. Um, and of course, uh, if you want to help us over this difficult financial time over Christmas, um, you might like to go to. Uh, patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can uh, give us a little bit of money and get extra pictures and stuff and behind the scenes things and uh, movie commentaries and all these different bits and bobs you can vote on uh, the genre we're doing they uh, our patrons chose chris mystery that uh, this uh, this week so um you can get in on that uh, sort of agency there um now uh, i need to thank our, our, our patrons as well so uh, with thanks to mihir trivedi my waste of talent look here phil stop crying and give this new meat bisque husk a go brandon spanky mills ross originals stephen d thomas sam mckillman Meat, bisque, husks, and gravy. Ooh, that takes me back to the golden day. Brenda, we're a meat, bisque, husk family now. Just take your lasagna and piss off. <laughs> Brent Black, Joseph Haggerty, Strike Comedy, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Improv. New meat, bisque, husks are the only choice for the eligible bachelor. And look, Andy, your kids aren't coming back. Why not crunch a meat, bisque, husk? Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for those... Uh, uh, pledges and your uh, your patronage uh, you are genuinely helping us do the podcast better uh, yeah I hope um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, with that out of the way um, we'll, we'll leave you with the last Yes Very Clever award of the year and it's from Matthew Presley and the title is Dial J for Jolly Hey! <laughs> 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 <laughs>